Don't ever go to a second location. Don't ever date Joe Goldberg. And if you're locked in a cage, you're going to need to get out yourself because I don't think your captor is going to let you out. Welcome back to another episode of All Booked, Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Jamie is joining us to talk about the third book in a very popular series. This particular title is called You Love Me, which for me feels like a command. Is that correct? Could go either way. Like there's no comma in the title. It's just you love me. But it definitely could be like, hey, you love me. Now, hearing the title, You, makes me think that this is possibly related to the hit Netflix series, You. Katie, you are right on the mark. Uh, This book is by Carolyn Kepnes. It's the third in a trilogy. Like Leslie said, the first book is just called You, uh, and the second book is called Hidden Bodies. And now the third book, You Love Me. The first two books have already been adapted to Netflix, right? So those have aired as season one and season two. And I'm just guessing this book is going to be season three. Now, have you seen the show along with reading the book? Yeah. So I read the book, the very first book, uh, You, quite a while ago. And I really, really liked it because it was just extra creepy, super, super dark and twisted. I think I had read the second book when I was flipping through Netflix and saw that it was a series. And I was like... This can't be the series. This can't be the one based on the books. And of course it was. Um, I didn't think they could pull it off on TV because it's so very dark and creepy. Mm -hmm. And uh, they did pull it off and it was super dark and creepy. And it's also very much in the narrator's head, right? Yes. So the whole, I'm trying to think, but I'm almost positive all the books are told by Joe Goldberg. He's the, I want to say protagonist, but um, let's just say (laughs) main main character. character. (laughs) Yeah, he's the main character and he's the narrator of the book. So you spend a whole lot of time um, in Joe's head, which is a very dark, dark place. And in the series too, it's all from his perspective. He's like the main person walking you through the plot. And how about you tell us a little bit about Joe? Joe, if you come across him on Match.com, delete, (laughs) which swipe left. Is that? Yes. Joe is a hopeless romantic. The first book takes place in New York City. Um, He's an intellectual. So in New York City, he runs a bookstore, manages a bookstore, and he knows everything about books, right? So um, he's a great conversationalist. On the TV show, he's mildly good looking, right? It's um, Mm -hmm. Penn Badgley. If you're out there, Penn, I mean, of course, you're very good looking, but you know, you're made to look unassuming on the TV series. So he's kind of like a nerd quiet type guy Mm -hmm. and uh, he falls in love very easily with very beautiful interesting women and sometimes they love him back for a while but he develops obsessions so every book he has like a target a girlfriend if you will someone he decides he must owns a strong word but like be in a very committed relationship and and here's the thing about joe like he does believe in his head and his heart that he loves the women it's not like he's a creepy serial killer who's trying to like stalk women and trick them and then kill them that's not his plot at all he like really believes in the happily ever after so that's what he's in for it's just very misguided and psychotic are there any moments in the book series where he is confronted with reality that is different than his delusion? And if there are, how does he react to that kind of dissonance? Well, usually someone dies when yeah, <laughs> when, he's, when he starts to feel that the way things are in his head, which we're very privy to, like I said, mm-hmm. he's very into telling us how much he loves the people and how he wants the relationships. So when 
things don't seem right, like they're going his way. And usually that involves his love interest's best friend, right? Don't let him date your girlfriend because you will end up dead also. Someone who has a vested interest in making sure their friend isn't uh, yes. the subject of stalker. Correct. So, like in the first book, he was in love with a girl named Beck, Guinevere Beck. And then the best friend's name was Peach. And Peach ended up dead or hurt or something like pretty early on because Peach was maybe on to him. In the second book, it might have been the brother of the love interest who had a demise. I love the third book because the love interest is a librarian, which hypothetically a perfect match for this very erudite, uh, well-read dude. But her best friend doesn't fare well in this book. Does Joe have a defined type? Do you notice themes between the objects of his obsession? I mean, like, for sure, smart. Like, I think he would like to think that he likes smart women. I think Guinevere Beck was a writer. In the second book, he's in obsession with a girl named Love Quinn. I'm not sure why Love was so interesting. Her family owned like a grocery store that would be akin to Whole Foods kind of thing. But definitely for the third book, Mary Kay the Librarian, super smart, you know, you know, empathetic. I think he goes for the smart, empathetic, okay. with a little bit edgy. He definitely likes edgy, sexy. Yeah. Probably a tattooed librarian would be his dream guest. Oh, no. So, so watch Warning. out, ladies. Watch out. And how do you think librarians fare in the third book? Do you think she does a good job of representing the profession? Yeah, it's not very realistic. So so this book takes place, we'll backtrack, the first book takes place in New York City, mm-hmm. the second book in L.A., and the third book in Bainbridge Island yes. off the coast of Seattle. He says he went there because he was taken by the Cedar Cove novels by Debbie McComer. So there's always like these pop references woven mm-hmm. in. And he meets Mary Kay, the librarian, and he's a volunteer. And it's just not a realistic setup, mm-hmm. like how their relationship works as far as the library goes. I'm sure Mary Kay is a fine librarian. But at one point, I guess this would make her an exceptional librarian. One of the patrons calls and he's recently lost his wife and Mary Kay recites poems to him over the phone to make him feel better. So, you know, that's her empathetic side that he's very attracted to. But that doesn't happen. It's yeah, never happened to me. It would make you a very well-paid orator yes. <laughs> if you she's just sit very, on the phone and, and, and recite yeah. poetry. Yeah, but she, you know, she loves her library job and mm-hmm. you know takes it seriously. So we have now, at this point, spent three books inside this guy's head. Yes. And I know it's a pretty dark and twisted place. What makes readers want to keep coming back to revisit that place? So like I said, the first one was, you know, just a little bit different. It was very captivating and, and did like there's a lot of five star reviews for the first one. And then like by the second one, maybe it went down to four stars and maybe on the third one, we're down to three stars just because it's lost some of its inventiveness. There's only so many times you can lock a woman in a cage in a basement. There's only so many times that you can knock out the best friend. Uh, So it is getting a little bit stale, maybe. Only so many cities you can move to. Only so many. (laughs) And he never changes his name. So like the fact that no one's really caught on to the fact that Mm -hmm. he leaves a lot of dead bodies behind is kind of not realistic. But I think I like to read like suspense uh, novels. This isn't so much a mystery because we know the whole time who's doing what. But, you know, just the suspense and like wondering 
you know, when he's going to get found out, how he's going to get away with it. And this one, even to the very end, has uh, an extra twist. So people do like the twist, right? They think they see what's coming, and then there's a whole extra little twist of the knife. So it's appealing. It's kind of escapist. This stuff isn't, God hope, nothing that would actually happen, you know, to a person. So I think that it appeals to people, certainly the TV show. Of course, yes. And do you think that it has hooked you enough that when the fourth book, I assume there's a fourth book, comes out that you will be in line to listen to it? You listen to these, right? I do listen to them. They're very good audios. Uh, I may have to skip the fourth one, but probably saying that, I'll probably just be so curious as to what she did. There will be a fourth one. I'm positive. She leaves this one at the end. Joe moves to Florida, which is the home of Dexter, another like very odd serial killer slash psychopath. Now, is he moving there because of Dexter? No, No, I don't think so. (laughs) I I would say maybe like the start of kind of mystery from the murderer series genre, you know? Yeah, Like, like from the murderer's perspective where maybe the murderer is also not that bad of a guy. Like Joe would never like he doesn't think of himself as Mm -hmm. a murderer. You know, he doesn't take pleasure actually in murdering. It's always like this weird accident or it had to happen, you know, for for his true love kind of thing, which Mm -hmm. no excuse. I'm not making an excuse for Joe, but um, that's kind of the perspective. But uh, he moves to Florida, so he moves around a lot. This is where the fourth one's going to take place. How I, is he moving around and and like volunteering as a profession? Yeah, he's um, in the third book. He has all of his money from the second book's family, uh, the Quins, who are like, again, the Whole Food or Sprouts owners. Uh, <laughs> they had to pay him off because he got the daughter pregnant. Mm. But also some bad stuff happened and... They wanted him out of her life. So $4 million in a house on Bainbridge Island later, uh, (laughs) he was terrorizing another community. Does he have a preferred murder method? He does tend to lock people in the basement a lot. Um, the indecisive it, murderer. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's okay. So here's the thing: if someone locks you in a cage in the basement, don't even try the line. Like, hey, if you let me go, I promise I won't tell anyone. It's all okay because that never happens. They've already clearly invested a lot of yeah. time in doing illegal things to you. So yeah. So and and he always has an excuse. Like they got in his way. So mm-hmm. temporarily, I'm going to need to put you in this cage until I decide. Is it more that he's deciding how to dispose of them? No, he's like, (laughs) I mean, no, he's trying to think of like, is there another way out of like, how could I, but there isn't another way out of it. You're not leaving this cage alive. It's true. Once you're in the cage, you're dead. Yeah. Don't ever go to a second location. Don't ever date Joe Goldberg. And if you're locked in a cage, you're going to need to get out yourself because I don't think your captor is going to let you out and be like, if you pinky swear not to tell people <laughs> that I put you here. As long as you double dog swear. It's all good. So, yeah, he does a lot of that. I, I could see getting away with, you know, disposing of people and hiding the bodies in a huge place like New York. But I'm guessing the setting of this latest one requires some suspension of belief. I had to suspend a lot of belief. I've never been to Baybridge Island, but apparently th- there's a fort there. And um, he did carry a body out into the woods uh, and buried them you know, there at the fort. Famously um, easy to carry dead bodies. Which, yes, apparently, yeah. It's they call it dead strong. weight for no reason. Uh, <laughs> and if Joe were here, he'd want me to, to make it abundantly clear that he didn't actually kill that person, but he had to get rid of their body. Yeah, he put him in the fort in the woods. I think that's also a crime, buried. illegally disposing of a corpse. Yeah, and he actually got caught. Um, someone actually caught him, and that there's a whole other, you know, subplot there and it's all unbelievable like mm-hmm. yeah this stuff doesn't go down like this but we read it anyway and we watch it on netflix and yeah we, we're glad it's not our lives so 
I know we kind of drew a little bit of a comparison between this, between Joe and Dexter, for example. But part of what was appealing about the Dexter series was it kind of had this dark humor to it. Was there something in particular that made Joe charm the readers? I'm going to say no. Okay. At least, at least with this third book. I mean, like, of course it's nice that he reads and mm-hmm. can, like, quote literature and, you know, hold his own in a conversation with a librarian, but that's not enough. Yeah. Is it just the experience of spending time in his head makes you want to say, like, oh, well, you know, it wasn't that bad. He didn't want to. He had to. Yeah, that's what he wants you to think. Yeah. Um, and he's just so sappy with his, like, desire for this true love or his mm-hmm. belief in true love. I've stopped falling for that. Like, in the first book, again, it made sort of sense, like, this customer came in the bookstore. She was super cute. He decided they should date. Mm-hmm. But it's more than that. Like, because he has a history even before the first book of oh, a girl okay. gone missing. Like, there's some stuff. Yeah. Do so, his love interests make it out okay? Or is it just the people around her who suffer? How much do you want me to give away? Um, I mean, maybe a vague answer. So I know in the first book, didn't make it out. Mm. Second book, she did make it out. And she was alive and then comes back in this third book. Okay. Um, For another, like, very odd subplot. She's there for a few pages and she shoots Joe in the head. And he walks. Yeah, don't But don't ask. worry. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. It barely even registered as a plot point. Yeah, you he can't sh- hear my face, but man, am I protecting yeah, yeah. one? <laughs> no, he gets, like, seriously, he's like, he has to go and meet her under these circumstances. And that scene is horrible. I can't wait to see it on TV. Um, <laughs> it needs adaptation. And they, you know, they get into it, whatever. And then she grabs a gun and shoots him in the head. And he's hospitalized for weeks or something. And then he has to go back to his librarian love. And she's mad at him because he didn't call and he's like but I got shot in the head and she's like I don't care you know it's just very there was a very weird plot point that was unnecessary but yeah so she comes back and then Mary Kay from the third book she doesn't do great but I will say he didn't kill her (laughs) I will say that yeah so let's talk about his lady victims and how he manages to win them over like is he does he do like the whole love bombing thing where he like comes on super strong or he just like figures out what they like like this like Thai food if you like Thai food I'm gonna like Thai food if you like okay yeah this book I'm gonna like this book and I'm gonna pay attention to you and I'm not gonna like he's really good I did I mention that this librarian is married to a rock star um, <laughs> and he's inattentive okay. so Joe does the opposite like he's not too pushy he's not like too, you might fall for him Leslie I don't know like he <laughs> oh just, <laughs> be careful you know he kind of knows how to take the temperature and adjust accordingly he's a real chameleon Um, Mm -hmm. but he means it like honestly in his heart he wants nothing more than to ride off into the sunset with the love of his life he doesn't want to have to kill people and hide bodies anymore I would say the problem with people who are that calculated in their love life is when their recipient isn't as calculated, they start to feel like maybe they've been rebuffed a little. Yes. They're very invested. Why is this person not as invested? Yes. Like, even when he finds out she's married, he's like, oh, like, I know why you didn't tell me, Mary Kay. I understand. I understand. Another thing he's really famous for in every book is, like, stalking people on ferries, like, following people. Interesting. To, yeah. And he never gets caught. Like, come on, Joe. Come on, Caroline the author (laughs) like you can do better but again all that said i sound like i'm complaining um people do like these books yeah the tv show is incredibly popular yeah so maybe that's what we're missing in our lives it's just like some unbelievable creepy romantic murderer maybe we all need a little of that 
And how well does the book series translate for TV? I mean, I know the TV series is very popular, but I know sometimes differences need to be made to adapt it for a television medium. It is adapted. I think the first series, the first season was pretty much spot on. The second season had a different ending than the book did, which I can't remember which was which now because I read it and watched it. And the third one is yet to tell, but it's going to come out soon. And yeah, but it's pretty common to make adaptations. Would you recommend this book to lovers of mystery, to people who like suspense thriller, or to anyone else who might be interested in taking a journey into Joe's head? Yeah, if you've never read about Joe Goldberg, not read any of the books, you, the first book, is definitely worth reading. These books have like really high appeal to people who like standalone psychological Mm -hmm. suspense. Peter Swanson kind of books. Lacey Eye is another one. But again, it's just, if you can suspend belief and are just really interested in plot and also character, I mean, Joe... You get kind of used to Joe. I I don't want to spend any time with Joe, but he's just like an annoying little itch. He's like a water stain on the ceiling. Like it could be dangerous, but it doesn't look too bad. Yeah, maybe I'll poke it. Maybe I won't. So that's kind of the answer to my fourth book. Like, yeah, I'll probably read it. I'm not going to (laughs) lie, but I'll probably complain about it. All right. Thank you very much. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.